All right, who's here? Who is in the house with me? Let me see if y'all can see me here. Shout out to Felicia Henderson. Thank you for, for the $24.99, sis. I appreciate it. All right, perfect. I'm seeing everybody. Give me just a second. Listen, thank I you. I know this, this channel ain't going to be muted. All right, there we go. So y'all can see me. Y'all can hear me. I hope you guys are doing good today. Happy Friday. So I want to come on here and, you know, chop it up with y'all. What's up, tea sippers? So before we get into the nitty gritty, I got to address some things, okay? Because y'all know uh, if I'm feeling it, well, I'm going to say it. So the last stream I had, um, which I still decide to go through with, even though we had some technical issues earlier in the stream, I saw a lot of people complaining about timestamps, bitches mad, and then they feelings because they feel like the stream was too long. Oh, they wanted me to get to the point about Ryan. Let me explain something to y'all. If you want to watch a dedicated video, go elsewhere. Okay. I have been doing live streams for about the past six, seven months because that is what people wanted me to do. They wanted me to do more live streams because of C19, folks being bored. I felt like, you know what, that made more sense. Plus, I love the live streams because it's more interactive. I'm able to read y'all's opinions, see what y'all are talking about. I'm able to thank people personally for super chats. So if you want to watch a dedicated video on any topic, you need to go elsewhere. There's plenty of YouTubers who make two to three minute videos. Oh my God, Diddy's fucking a white girl. Like, comment, and subscribe. Oh my God, Cardi got some dick. Like, comment, and subscribe. Go watch them bitches, okay? When we come here, we come here to have conversation, to kick it. I can see if you came to my live stream and it was a motherfucking snooze fest. And I'm sitting here like, uh, you know, uh, it's not that. When we come here, we have a, we have a ball, we laugh, we joke, we key key. So if you don't like the lives, keep it pushing. Anybody crying about timestamps and, you know, complaining about some shit that I've been doing for the past six months, nothing changed from that last live to today's live to the live before that. I go live for anywhere from an hour to two hours. And we talk about a wide range of topics. Sometimes the topics we talk about are not even what I planned on talking about, but because of the energy and the super chats, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we divert, but we have fun. And when people leave my lives, they leave, you know what I'm saying, learning a lot more than when they first came. So all I'm saying is this. If you don't really rock with me, keep it pushing, okay? I'm not desperate for subscribers. I'm not desperate to get to a million subscribers. None of that shit. I'm always going to be me. So I shouldn't see anything else about people in the comment section crying about timestamps, crying about this, crying about that. Do not click on an hour-long live stream and then complain because you're looking for a specific topic. If you're looking for a specific topic, go watch another YouTuber, okay? Because there's plenty of them who do two to three-minute videos for clickbait. Go watch them. Everybody else is here to get some type of edification and learn something. So, toodles. I blocked them all. Don't worry. So, they won't be here. But you know they're still going to be watching. So anyways, y'all, thank you. I had to get that off my chest because that really annoyed me because people don't realize how much work I put into my streams. Just for me to create a stream is a two-hour process. I got to go through, grab clips, read articles, make sure I know what the fuck I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to have people just come and then just complain about bullshit, especially on a video that you didn't have to click on. So 
Let me go ahead and read these super chats here. Stephanie Brown says, I live for your live streams. Love you, my internet sis. You speak facts 100. Thank you so much, Stephanie. And I love the live streams as well. And I think this format is working better for me. You know what I'm saying? I just, I like the engagement. It took me a while to get on the live stream train, but now that I've been doing it for six months, I like this and I don't, I don't really don't want to change it. I like live streaming and podcasting. So, you know, people who can't get with the program, shit, adios. It's that simple. Um, Amanda Show says, these folks need to come correct. Get the fuck out of here. Love you. Thank you, sis. I appreciate it. I agree 100%. Folks will come to some shit just to complain. It doesn't make any sense. Um, let's see here. Oh, here we go with these reason things again. Hold on. Let me click on this. Um, Carbona SF says we love grown folks. Um, we grown folks love authenticity of your channel. Thank you, T. Thank you so much, sis. Thanks for coming through. Thanks for the super chat. I appreciate y'all. Um, Diddy so pretty pussy. Oh shit, that's a that's an interesting name. <laughs> she says, Auntie, we love it here. Who cares what the haters got to say? Facts. Facts. No, I and I agree, you know what I'm saying? But just sometimes you just have to address stuff. So that way people can change their energy. Cause it seemed like this was a question for a few people. So I'm letting them know I'm not changing shit. You know what I mean? So, but I appreciate the uh, super chat. So it's a lot to get into, honey. It's Friday. <laughs> Some of us ain't got no damn real jobs. So, hey, we're here, right? So it's been a lot. So let me go ahead and start with the whole Cardi B thing. Um, oh, shit, we got a $75 super chat. Ashley Moore, I love you too, sis. Thank you so much for the $75 super chat. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Um, So I wanted to come on here and talk about the Cardi B situation first. I was kind of sick yesterday. That's why I didn't post anything on social media. I need to get some rest. Um, I kind of have like an eye infection and it's, it's hurting, but I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Eye infection and all, I'm still here. So um, as we all know, Cardi B had her birthday party and we seen Offset there. He gave her like this, honey, super expensive Rolls Royce. And so a lot of people were shocked, like, okay, what is this? You said you were getting a divorce. Why is Offset back in your life? Why are you accepting things from him? So a lot of people have been dragging her about the Offset situation. So she took to social media to explain. And basically she says that, you know, she wanted to get back with him. She missed the peen and everything else, honey. So let me go ahead. I'm going to play you guys what she had to say concerning Offset. Let me pull this up here really quick so y'all can see this. I'm just a crazy bitch. You know how I be arguing with y'all on social media? That's exactly how I be arguing with me and my man. So um, when people be saying I be doing shit for attention, when this and that, no. I'm just a crazy bitch. One day I'm happy. The next day I want to beat a nigga up and fucking... Nah, I'm a teacher ass motherfucker. You think I'm motherfucking playing with your ass? Ah, you gonna see. And then I don't know. Then it's just like I start, start missing. I just be starting to like it's like it's hard. It's hard. It's hard not to talk to your best friend. You know what I'm saying? It's really hard not to talk to your best friend, and it's really hard to have no, to have no, to have no dick. And then it's just like 
I don't want, I don't know. Admit that you're, you're the crazy one. You just need to admit it. You're crazy and you're bipolar. I'm not bipolar. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not bipolar because uh, I took a test. But I think you're bipolar. I don't know. No, I know. Literally, I'm not bipolar because I took a test, so I know that I'm bipolar. It's just like, I, 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 I don't know. I'm just a crazy bitch, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it, and then people be saying, people just trying to tell, people been saying that I took him back like I'm a materialistic. I do like material things. I, I like material things and everything, but I just didn't take it. Well, what do you want me to do? Did a nigga give me a little voice and I snuff him? Like, no. And I, I really wanted something for my birthday, really. And truth be told, I was there. I, the car was being purchased. It was? Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, because this one. This, this is new associate. <laughs> this is new fucking associate. I'm the best. <laughs> no, because mm -hmm. I got cursed out. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, everybody got cursed out. They yeah. like cursed out. Well, I was going to be fucked All right, let me come back on the screen. Okay, so you guys just heard what she had to say. Um, she basically said that, you know, she missed him. That's her best friend and everything else. You know, me personally, I I'm going to be real. I'm, I'm over it. That's their business. Um, I feel like this, though. I will say this. Now, granted, she didn't leak out the story. It was the, you know, the Clark, the person at the Clark's office who contacted the media who leaked it out. So it's not like she put the story out there. But my thing is, if you're not going to follow through with something, don't even go to the courthouse. That's my advice. Because all this, I'm going to divorce him and we're breaking up. And then a month and a half later, y'all are kicking and y'all are back together. Then for people on the outside looking in, it looks like a publicity stunt. Even though I know it wasn't. But unless you're very sure that you're going to divorce this person, you no longer want to be with them, don't go filing paperwork. Because at the end of the day, it is her husband, it's her relationship, it's her business. But when it is public and it's global information, right, it becomes the world's business, unfortunately, because they're two megastar celebrities. So I think that's where, you know, that's where it messed up is the fact that this was public and then a month later, it's like they're back together. I think that she honestly may not have had like a really solid reason for wanting the divorce. Because even, you know, when I had spoke to her, she was just saying she was just she was tired. She was kind of over it. So to me, maybe she filed the paperwork in hopes of getting his attention, letting him know like, yo, I'm being serious right now and I will divorce you if you don't start doing better. It ain't no different than that song, Foolish, honey. Don't have a start a singing chain like we did with Contagious. All that, that was popping on Instagram. We were all writing the lyrics to the song Contagious. But remember Foolish. She packed her bags, got ready to go, only to meet him at the door and drop her bags and stay. And sometimes you got to pack up all your shit and go to your damn mama house to let a dude know that you're serious. And I think that's what she was doing with this, okay? So she wants to go back to Offset. That is her business. Not my man, not my problem. Now, a lot of people also brought this to my attention that she had posted on social media. Let me go ahead and um, show y'all this. Give me just a second here. So somebody had said something to her. Miss Lyon says, I know it's all jokes, but Offset is an abuser. 
Textbook emotional abuse. When she tries to leave, he manipulates. On average, it takes people up to seven tries to leave an abusive relationship before they actually leave for good. So then Cardi B replied and she says, abusive? Girl, I'm the one that do the hitting and the shit talking. I'm just a crazy bitch. One day I want to smack a nigga and leave the next week. I want, hold on. One day I want to smack a nigga and leave the next week. I want to ride his face and get the cum rag. Y'all be trying to analyze too much. We are just simply dysfunctional. So that is what she had posted on, um, I believe it was Instagram. And so my thing is this. We don't need to normalize dysfunction. I didn't like that. And that's me just being real. I didn't like the response to that person because if that was a male rapper talking about, you know, sometimes I just put my hands on this bitch and then, you know, the next week I just want to come inside of her. It wouldn't it wouldn't be okay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always going to be fair. If that was a man who wrote something like that, I'd be like, hold up now. That ain't cool. So I didn't like that she wrote that because like you guys know, if you've been on my channel for any length of ch- uh, any length of time, I don't support people putting their hands on anybody, regardless of the gender. A woman has no right to put her hands on a man and vice versa. Okay. So I don't know. She wrote that trying to be funny, but the way, of course, people are spinning it like now Offset is in an abusive relationship and he's the one being abused. You know, so you got to watch what you what you write. You got to watch what you post on social media and deleting it means nothing when you have millions of followers. You know, so it's, it's always funny that when I do bring up stuff and I do hold her to task for certain things, people will ignore this whole stream. They'll ignore everything I say and then still act like I, you know, like I'm on her payroll, which is just insane to me. But I did not agree with what she posted. I didn't think that was OK. And I don't like the message that that's sending to younger girls. You know, what I'm saying one, normalizing dysfunctional relationships and two, young girls thinking that, oh, well, I can put my hands on this dude and talk to him crazy. Well, you may not have a calm man like Offset. But that's what's going down. Your man might punch you right back and knock out your two front teeth like Emily B. OK, so don't don't be living vicariously through folks. And you don't know, you know, what I'm saying what your man may turn around and do. Everybody needs to have respect for everybody. Whoever you're in a relationship with, respect them the same way you want to be respected. If you don't want to be cheated on, don't cheat. If you don't want to be out here, you know, having hands put on you, don't put hands on somebody else. It's that simple. So those are my thoughts as far as them getting back together. That is their business. They have a child. You know, hopefully we don't have to hear anything else about them getting a divorce in the future. I hope it works out. You know what I'm saying? They do what they have to do. But if I hear anything else two months from now about we're getting a divorce, I'm ignoring it. Period. Point blank. That's me keeping it real. I'm going to be like next case because I've seen this song and dance before. <laughs> Let me go ahead and read these super chats here. Um, Let's see. Well, we got a lot of people coming through. Um, Venus Babes and $10. She says, Miss Thien said edification. Okay, this stream is for the educated. Thank you, sis. I appreciate it. You know it is, honey. We, we like people who are critical thinkers and who have common sense here, okay? So, yeah, my, my stream ain't for everybody. Some people need to just go watch bullshit streams where people just kiki and talk about sucking peen all day, okay? We, we get deep here, so thank you for that. 
Um, Miss Monica Markle sent 50 bucks. Thank you so much. She says, for the people looking for timestamps, you don't even go here in my mean girl voice. You better let them know because of real tea sippers, we watch the entire stream. Okay. Why? Because we don't want to miss anything. Nobody's coming in here looking for five minute clips and shit. You know, so thank you for that, sis. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Yes, please make sure you guys hit the like button if you guys are liking this stream. Kira B. Sam 499. She says, I'm at work right now, but I have to show you some support. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Kira. I appreciate you stopping through, sis. Um, Phoenix Black says, at some point that gets old. What is cute in your 20s will leave you with regrets in your 40s. Trust me, I know. Mm, speak on it, sis. You know, it, it's like when you're young, you do tend to put up with a lot more stuff. But once you, you know, start hitting late 30s, Early, early 40s, there's a lot of stuff that you will just not put up with. That was one thing I told myself after I went through my divorce in my late 20s, because it was so much of my 20s that were so bad that I've literally mentally blocked it out, like just mentally blocked it out for my sanity. Right. And I told myself when I turned 30, I said, I want to live in my 30s. I want to travel. I want to see stuff. I don't want to have a repeat of what went down in my 20s. And since then, I've been doing a lot better. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the things that you put up with when you're younger, you will not stand for it as you get older. And what you don't want to do is put up with a bunch of bullshit in your 20s. And then you look back in your 30s and 40s, and you're like, where did the time go? I literally spent 10, 15, 20 years dealing with a bunch of BS and baggage and nonsense, and you have nothing to show for it. So young girls definitely take heed. Dysfunction is not a good thing. If your relationship is dysfunctional, that means either A, you shouldn't be in that relationship or both parties need to try their damnedest to fix, the, to fix and resolve the dysfunction in that relationship. Let's not normalize dysfunction. Um, let's see here. Um, Maza Banana she sent $50. She says, this is my first full live ever because I'm off today. I finally became a member today, but I have been on your podcast for months. You are beautiful. I love you and your amazing live streams. I'm like a kid in a candy store. God bless you. God bless you too. And thank you so much, sis. I'm glad you were able to catch me live today. I really, really appreciate it. So I'm glad that you're off. So, I mean, it's always nice to have a day off to just relax and just, you know, do what you want to do. So thanks for coming through and thank you for supporting the podcast as well. So I had to get some new podcast episodes. Um, I've been trying to work on some, so they will be coming soon. So thank you. Um, Kendra Williamson, 1999. She says, coming through to show you love, about to catch a couple Z's before work tonight. Hi to all the real tea sippers in here. I can't wait. To, I can't wait to catch the playback on Apple Podcasts. Yes, I hit the like button. It's free. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for coming through and thank you for the positive energy. I really appreciate it. So um, I want to get on here and talk about all of the stuff that's going on politically with a lot of these celebrities. So let's go ahead and, and switch gears. Let's talk about the Amanda Seals situation first. So you guys all know Amanda Seals. Um, she does a lot of commentary. She was on The Real. Um, she's also on Insecure. 
So Amanda Seals really went off today on Instagram. She's tired of people diminishing her voice. She's tired of people trying to dismiss her because um, her mother's from Grenada. And what else did she say? Um, People feel like she's not ADOS and people have been calling her a half breed. Now, I don't know what her mother looks like. People are talking as if her mother is white. I thought people from Grenada were people of color. So I don't know, but people keep calling her a half breed and, and, you know, just saying really derogatory things to her. So she went off today on Instagram. I'm going to go ahead and show you guys that. Give me just a second to pull it up here. Let me make sure it's not. can say that I'm. Hold on. Let me pull up the screen really quick. A non-foundational black person. Y'all keep trying to come up with ways to undermine the validity of my voice, and I am really tired of it. I was born in America. My mother is from Grenada. My father is from Boston. I am the descendant of shadow slavery in the West Indies and in America. I don't need to keep explaining this, but I'm going to do it this one last time because I'm really fucking tired of it. I'm also a fucking genius. So there's a couple of different reasons here why I should be listened to. One, because I'm smart like a motherfucker. Two, because I am the descendant of ancestors who have been through the traumas that we are trying to undo right now. And three, because I'm an authentic motherfucker and I speak from the heart every goddamn time. Now, anybody who's got something to say to me about otherwise can go suck a bag of dicks because your point of view has no merit because it is not grounded in anything foundational, black or otherwise. By the way, stop fucking saying that I'm a non-foundational black person. Y'all keep trying to come up with ways to undermine the validity of my voice. All right, child. Amanda Seals, she was not here for the foolishness, okay? And she hit on a lot of good points. The divisiveness, especially in the black community, is sad as hell. It really is. Now, let me first say this. I w- let me address the part that I didn't like, and we'll keep it real. You know, I kind of felt like she was doing some, you know, self-aggrandizing. The whole, I'm a genius. That was a bit much, sis, okay? We we all learn new stuff every day, no matter how smart we think we are. You can learn stuff from a baby, okay? So regardless of your intellect or your, you know, how smart you think you are, we were always learning. So that part, that, that was a bit much. But everything else she said, I definitely agree with her. And... I just feel like a lot of this stuff is very divisive. You know, the whole you can't have an opinion if you're not from this group or if you're not from that group. Um, People were saying that she shouldn't have a right to speak on certain things, um, I guess, with ADOS, if that's what the topic was, because her mother's from Grenada and she's from the island. So that's why she was talking about it and going off. I think, you know, regardless if you like Amanda Seals or not, I don't agree with everything she says, but I thought with this point, she was hitting a lot of stuff. You know, at the end of the day, like I always say, slavery did, didn't happen in America. Before there was an American slavery, they had to drop people off in the Caribbeans. And even before they got to the Caribbeans, they kept those people enslaved in Africa. So we all share that common trauma, no matter what your ancestral background is. Now, when it comes to certain things, like I've said before, you know, when it comes to like the African-American community, let's say reparations, 
I feel like the reparations should be for people who are descendants of African-American slavery, period. I said that before. I don't feel like people, you know, who are from the islands or from Africa should have the right to partake in American reparations because it'd be no different than if an African-American person went to Nigeria and let's say the Nigerian government, honey, decide to give out reparations for, you know, for just fucking people over for the past 60 years. People would have a fit if an African-American person went to Nigeria and was like, hey, I did an ancestry DNA. I'm Nigerian, too. Give me some reparations. So when it comes to certain things like that, I definitely agree that it should be for the African-American community. But when it comes to like giving an opinion about certain things, I think she has a right to give her opinion. You can't want to have you know conversations about things and say that only you should have a voice because you're African-American and somehow you know more than somebody else who also grew up here. You know, and I just feel like a lot of this stuff is just very divisive. You know, even last week, I had a lot of people attacking me for taking up for lighter skinned people. People were in their feelings. And it's like, you know, God forbid that I can put myself in somebody else's shoes. It doesn't diminish what dark skinned people have gone through with colorism. Doesn't diminish the shit that I went through, the hurt that I felt. It doesn't take away from my pain to understand somebody else's pain. You know, and I just feel like a lot of this stuff is just so divisive. If we're not beefing about skin color, we're beefing about hair texture. If we're not beefing about hair texture, we're beefing about lineage. And at the end of the day, we need to eventually come together because honestly, we're all we're all we have. And I think it's just really sad, you know, and I, I just... I see the frustration. I just see the divide widening more and more and more with social media, especially in the black community. And then on a grander scale with Americans in general, because of the whole political divide. It's like 2020 is definitely the year of not only exposure, but divisiveness. And it's really sad. Like people were like really pissed off. Like, how dare you as a dark skinned woman even talk about light-skinned people possibly facing colorism or being teased. And it's like, are you serious? So you don't think a hurt child is a hurt child? So because you you like the fruit banana, that makes it okay to call a child that as they're walking through a hallway 50 times a day? But then in the same breath, you want that child to recognize your pain when somebody calls you blackie. You know, so it's like we have to understand we have to be able to put ourselves in other people's shoes. That is how you end up resolving an issue. That is how you get to know somebody for, you know, for more than just their physical appearance and the things that you see before them. Because we all have a story to tell. It might not be enough time to hear everybody's story, but we've all been through some shit. I'm not alone. You're not alone. And I think the more that we have honest discussions and put aside the fucking divisiveness, You'll find out at the end of the day, we've all gone through some stuff and we all have a lot more in common than not in common. Because regardless if you're ADOS or I'm African, the police still see black. Ain't that what y'all say? You know, so it, it's, it, it goes deep. The conversation definitely goes deep. So like I said, when it comes to certain things, yes, it needs to be an ADOS voice speaking about it. Like when you're talking about reparations and things like that. But when it comes to just things in general, people have a right to voice their opinion. 
you know, and it's not okay to silence that person. And she said that her father is African-American. So wouldn't that at least make her half ADOS plus she was born here? So I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, like, it seems like the, the, the goalpost changes depending on the person, depending on their skin tone, depending on their hair texture. Would she be getting the same flack if she was a brown skinned girl? But see, people aren't ready for that dialogue. Keeping it real. Let me see here. What are folks saying? <laughs> Let's see. Um, Fatu sent $15. She says, love you, T. I enjoy your live streams. And I always learn a lot. Appreciate you and your hard work. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for the super chat. Thanks for coming through. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Mina Lewis says, T, you are too good. All things Nella in the comment section said, preach. Um, Patsy Price says, you're wearing that wig, sis. Thank you, sis. Appreciate it. <laughs> the comments be cracking me up. Um, let's see here. Miss Melanated said, also, ADOS is a lineage, is a lineage um, designation for the purposes of identifying the group that is owed reparations by the U.S. government. See, lots of just deep stuff in the comments. So thank you for writing that. I appreciate it. You know, and that's why I said, you know, certain conversations need to be held for people who can, you know, trace their lineage back to American slavery. And it's only fair. And I mean, when I said that last time, people from the Caribbeans and some African people got mad at me. Like, hold on, we dealt with slavery too in the Caribbeans. Well, that's fine. Then you need to go and talk to the Jamaican government or the Grenadian government or, you know, the, the Dominican government. You need to go talk to them. You can't come and try and eat off the pie off of African-Americans here in this country. It's not fair because they can't go to your country and demand reparations, right? So that's all I'm saying is just put yourself in other people's shoes and it just makes things so much easier when you can, you know, you know, just put yourself in somebody else's shoes. I don't know how much easier to say, you know, to say that. I don't know how much I can simplify that, but it's just the truth. So I'm not mad at, at the ADOS community for wanting and demanding reparations. And I hope that they get it. I really do. They don't get reparations to the Japanese and other groups. So why not American descendants of slaves? So let's see here. Yes, empathy. Thank you, Golden and Alicia Adams. That's the word. Yeah, we need to learn to be more empathetic. Thank you, sis. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Melvin Elephant says, all Blacks don't exist in the same vacuum, but we can definitely all be allies at least. Love you, T. Love you, too. And I definitely agree with that. You know, we're, we're just, we're so divisive. And especially, it's, it's something about this year. And it's really sad. You know, because at the end of the day, there's strength in numbers. So when it comes to certain things, you better want all the, the Black folks on board. The Caribbeans, the Africans, all of that stuff. But when it comes to reparations, let that be for the African-American community. That's how I feel about that. I'm not going to change my stance on that. Um, Jerome 91 says, finally caught alive. Keep speaking facts. Love you, T. I love you, too. And thank you so much for coming through. I appreciate it. Um, Miss Monica Marie Santan, she says, by the way, it's pronounced Miss Monica. Oh, hi. Ms. Monica Mariah, thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. I appreciate it. 
Um, let's see here. Batman Rodney says, hey, T, just joined the Discord. Been watching for six years. I'm glad I'm in a position to support. Keep being authentic and real. We support you. Thank you so much. And I'm glad that you're enjoying the Discord. I love it. And, you know, uh, the movie night is tomorrow. So I hope you're able to join us for the Skeleton Key. So, yeah, you know, it's been a lot of stuff um, that's been going on in the mainstream especially with politics. So we're going to get there. Um, let me see here. It's so many, how many people do we have in here? Oh shit, we're close to, okay, we have over 9,000 people in here. I'm like, the stream is just going so fast, the chat boxes. So we got 9,000 people in here. Please don't forget to hit the like button. Um, so let's talk about all this stuff that's going on with Ice Cube. Let's talk about Ice Cube first. So Ice Cube has been on his, <laughs> his, pro-black woke stuff, right? So Ice Cube has been going off on social media. I remember I posted about him this summer. He was going at a few Trump supporters. He was talking about racism and, you know, people were like really going at him hard. And so a lot of folks were following Ice Cube. He's becoming more political. Well, then out of nowhere, this white political commentator, I can't think of her name. If you guys can think of her name, write it in the chat box. She basically announced to the world that Ice Cube was low key working with the Trump administration. So that caused a huge firestorm on um, Instagram and people were dragging Ice Cube. They were really upset. They're like, you know, how dare you work with him? Why are you trying to say anything? And he says that basically um, he was working with Trump CWBA. He was trying to get it worked into the um, into the presidential campaign to help black people. So there's like a CWBA and then there's also a platinum plan. So he went on a on an interview with Roland Martin to talk further about that. Now, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I watched this entire interview. I didn't get anything from him. I felt like I left more confused. He was very dismissive, almost angry at Roland's questions. And I thought Roland was being pretty fair. You know, even he would ask Roland a question and when Roland would go to answer it, he'd get combative and want to, you know, interrupt Roland Martin. I just feel like he was not prepared for this. He was not prepared. He really didn't have he, he doesn't really know the plan. The plans they were asking about, he never really studied it. So I'm going to go ahead and play you guys a clip really quick. It was just crazy. Let's see here. Natasha O'Hara says trolls are in here. Mods. Here, Natasha, let me make, make you a uh, moderator. So you're a moderator, whatever trolls you see in here, go ahead and block them out. But let me say this, because this happened last time. Do not block my tea sippers just because they're Trump supporters or Joe Biden supporters mods, because some of y'all get mad and like, oh, this person is saying Trump 2020, they're blocked. Now, if they're spamming that, I get it. But if they're just saying that they're standing with Trump, that is their right. I don't want people being silenced because of who they support. Just like if you're not going to silence people, you know, who are supporting Joe Biden and you're not blocking them, do not block, you know, Trump supporters who are just having genuine dialogue. OK, so please keep that in mind. We're here to all be adults. Now, don't be in my shit spamming Trump 2020 or Joe Biden 2020. Have real dialogue in the chat. OK, so, yeah, if you see anybody trying to disperse the energy, um, Go ahead and block them. They're being disrespectful. Go ahead and block them. 
But don't just block somebody because they're saying they're voting for Trump. That's not right. I had a T super send me screenshots. They were hot. So please don't do that. Um, let me play you guys this interview real quick of Ice Cube talking to Roland Martin. Give me just a second here. But, but, but with your contract, it, li- it, li- it lists these 13 um, uh, different points here. And again, in their plan, what do you see in the platinum plan they released that mentions any, that that mirrors anything that's in yours? Uh, you know, you got, you know, if I'm looking at it, um, agreeing to direct VC money um, to black investment um, companies up to $40 billion. Um, Cause see, a lot of people have been talking about this <laughs> five hundred billion. That's not going to black people. I'm living. In fact, you know what? That's just actually. I'm sorry, y'all. That was very disturbing. This is who y'all look up to to lead you here. I didn't mean to laugh in the middle. Like, did y'all see how confused he was? He started scratching his nose. He's trying to read the the teleprompter because he has no idea about the plan. And then it just got awkward. I was like, I was in shock watching this interview. That was so embarrassing. He was like, uh, 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 uh. Like Roland had to save him. And then if you, as you watch it further, he's just very combative. Then the black woman came on there and she's making a lot of good points. And it's like, he was just really combative. And my thing is, I, 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 you know, bless your heart, Ice Cube. Like, I get it. You feel guilty because you brought, you know, the word nigga into the American lexicon because of NWA's music. A lot of black men in Cali lost their lives. Cause that ushered in a lot of gang violence. Okay. Let's keep it real. Y'all's not ready for that conversation. I really believe that, you know, a lot of these old heads are feeling guilty about all the fuck shit that they perpetuated throughout the years to the youth. And now we're in a horrible situation as black people here in America. Right? So I feel like that's why he's trying to get himself heavily involved in politics I mean, bless him. Even has the, the, the I call it the Philly beard. <laughs> like, you know, all the dudes in Philly got that thick beard. <laughs> he even has a full beard. <laughs> you know, he, it's like, I get what he's doing. Okay. I don't want to knock this brother. I get what he's doing. He's saying, look, we don't know who's going to get into office. It could be Joe. It could be Trump. If Trump gets into office, we need to bring him policies. We need to demand change. We need to demand, you know, we need to hold him to task about things that we want done and implemented for the African-American community. Right. So I get where he's coming from. And he says that he's also willing to do a sit down with the, you know, the Democratic uh, uh, Party as well. Right. So I get where he's coming from. But you can't say that you're trying to do all of this and you can't even explain it. He literally stopped. And just stared in the camera with a deadpan stare. It's like, what? (laughs) You can't make this up. He literally just stopped talking because he just, he didn't know what he was talking about. He stopped. And so again, this is why everybody does not need to dabble in politics. 
Okay. This is why I don't. Like, even for me, I, I'm quick to tell y'all when something's above my damn pay grade. I'm not, I'm not a politician. You know, I'm not into politics like that. I read up. I understand what's going on, but this is not a political channel. But if there are certain things that I can't really articulate, guess what? I don't speak on it. So if you're trying to come onto this show and tell us your agenda and what you, you know, propose to Trump, it should just flow like water. He looked confused as hell trying to explain that. I have to stop it. I was embarrassed for him. But again, yes, we should be demanding something of whoever the president is. But also the thing that kind of bothers me is why is all this being done so late in the game? And that kind of will allow me to segue into Diddy. Okay. I feel like a lot of this stuff is being done so late. Like literally we're about what, three weeks away from the election and not everybody's focusing on trying to, you know, come to the table with policies and things that they want done. Why were we not demanding this a year ago, two, three years ago? That's the part that's just kind of frustrating. Um, Bree from NYC sent four ninety nine. She says, "Hey T, sending love as always." Ice Cube comes off looking like a fool. Remember, he dragged Easy in No Vaseline for meeting with Reagan. For meeting with Reagan, whoo! You brought it back. You brought it back. Folks ain't ready for that conversation. He did. You know, and that's what I'm saying. I feel like a lot of these old heads they're changing because a lot of things that they were saying back then was just straight up foolishness. You know, Easy e he had like, he had a lot of forethought. Because I remember there was a thing where he had bought like a plate at the Republican National Convention and it cost several hundred thousand dollars or whatever it was. And he said that he, you know, that that just that him buying that plate got him all types of press. And he got to go up there and go meet with George W. Bush and everything else. We have to be able to meet with the people who are running our country. So I don't, you know, I, I don't knock him for that. But yeah, it's very interesting how he did this um, Easy E for doing the same thing that he's now doing 30 something years later. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, let's see here. Billy T says, just breezing through to show some love, sis. Catch you on the rewatch. Definitely. Thank you for coming through and thank you for the super chat. Um, Mini says Roy Cohen, a famous lawyer, told Prez, if someone attacks you, don't back down. You continue to attack and double down on your attacks. Never acknowledge that you made a mistake. Just continue to attack. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming through. Um, Gorgeous Nature sent $4.99. Thank you. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of stuff, you know, Um. So let's talk about the whole Diddy situation. How long? Okay, I've been out here 42 minutes. So Diddy is now starting his own political party. And he did a really interesting interview with Charlemagne the God on Revolt TV. And I did watch the whole interview. I feel like people should not make so-called informed opinions off of clips on, on Instagram or Twitter. Actually go and sit and go watch these full interviews and then come with your own conclusion, right? So I watched the whole thing before this stream and again, I will say that I, I, I can respect Diddy's somewhat maturity, him coming into more consciousness, because, again, he was another one who ushered in a bunch of foolishness. Maybe he wasn't talking about killing other black men, which, you know, which is kudos for him on that. 
but he was very materialistic and it's all, you know, the whole nanana boo boo, look what I have and you're broke, you're poor, you know, you got a PhD, player hated degree, you know, all that stuff. He ushered in the shiny suit air, right, of being braggadocious. But I can tell with his conversation with Charlemagne, um, even though he repeated himself a few times one time about insanity, um, he was making a lot of good points. Now, what I find interesting is that initially, remember, I had to drag him a few months ago when he was telling folks to withhold the vote. And I remember Kenny Barnes came out and, you know, also called him out like this is not cool. Don't tell people to hold the vote when the election is in six months. You demand all this stuff months ago, like I was just saying. And then you had, you know, Naomi Campbell. No, Naomi, I was on Jeffrey Epstein's, you know, flight list Campbell trying to come and talk shit, you know? So I just feel like at this point, a lot of people are now trying to step up as somewhat political leaders and political voices for the black community. So I'm going to go ahead and play you guys a snippet of P. Diddy's interview with Charlemagne the God. I want you guys to listen to this here. Give me just a second. It's on my desktop. Let me go make sure I have it pulled up here. Okay, let me remove this real quick. Let me pull it up. All right, y'all go ahead and listen to this. We're trying to turn us against each other and put us in this. If Trump gets elected, I, I really do believe in my heart there'll be a race war. That's why this message is not just to black people. You know what I'm saying? This message is to, to, to everybody. Oh, this man is really trying to turn us against each other and put us in a situation. America messed up. Me and you've been talking for a minute about, you know, chopping it up and some mm -hmm. real talk, you know what I'm saying, where it's not for the whole social media effect. Like, when I look at the videos of, like, you know, um, Malcolm Martin, Stokely, you know what I'm saying? I wish I could have seen a black man, black man conversation. I couldn't have talked to nobody about what we we're going to talk about but you. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a testament to your journalism. Man, you're an inspiration I, I, to I, me, I want to see where you at. I want to yeah. see where you at. You know, you sparked a, a crazy conversation. Uh -huh. And you told everybody to hold their vote. Yeah. I want to see where you at with it. Mm -hmm. So, a couple of months I told everybody hold their vote hostage. A lot of things have gone on since then. None of us expected I think this president has done a great job of, of rattling America. When you move in fear, you don't have any leverage. The way I felt before is the, is the way I still feel. Things have got too serious of a point. And seeing what's going on, white men like Trump need to be banished. That way of thinking is real dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, this man literally um, threatened the lives of us and our families about going to vote. Mm -hmm. Stand back and stand by. Stand back and stand by. Yeah. We're in a war. We're not taking this like it's a war. We're taking this like, oh, we're in a presidential election. Mm -hmm. We're in a war of love versus hate. The number one priority is to get Trump out of office. The tribe of people that have the responsibility 
and really should be scared to death of this man is white people. Mm, explain. If this man is elected, we're not standing by no more getting killed. We're not scared of anybody standing up and standing by. We're on the verge of a, a race war. Mm. If people in America want a race war, they'll not vote. I'm an independent, first of all. When I vote, I try to do what's best for my community. Let's, let's be clear on that. You, you, you're, not, you're not standing behind your decision to hold your vote anymore. You want people to go out there and vote. It would be irresponsible of me to um, have us hold our vote hostage. Mm -hmm. But it would also be irresponsible of me to just let this moment go by. The world is watching and not do everything I can to make sure that going forth, that we are part of the narrative, mm -hmm. that we own our politics. Um, and so I'm launching one of the boldest movements that I've ever launched. And it's called Our Black Party. Okay. It's time for us to have our own black political party unapologetically. Because right now, if you look at the debates, we're not even a part of the conversation. Not at all. We're not a part of the conversation. We don't have any political power. We don't have any political leverage. And so we started Our Black Party um, with some young, fearless black activists. All right, you guys. So let me go ahead and come back on screen here. So you guys just heard what Didi was saying to Charlemagne. I think he made a lot of good points. But again, is he the right messenger? And why, once again, why so late in the game? So today he took to Instagram, and this is what he wrote on Instagram. Let me go ahead and pull that up real quick here. He says he wants Trump out of office now. So he feels like um, him starting this black political movement, this party, um, will help accelerate that. So let me go ahead and show you guys this real quick. So he says, the number one priority is to get Trump out of office. He has to go. We can't allow this man to continue to try and divide us. The people that have the most responsibility and should be scared to death of this man are white people. We are on the verge of a race war. Things have gotten too serious. It would be irresponsible of me to have us hold our vote hostage, but it would also be irresponsible of me to let this moment go by and not make sure going forward we are doing what, what it takes to own our politics. We need to get Biden in and hold him accountable. Trump has taken things too far. As Black people, we aren't even a topic of real discussion. We can no longer stand for doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. That's insanity. It's time we unify. Then he goes on to say, so I'm launching one of the boldest things I've ever launched. I'm launching a Black political party with some young Black elected officials and activists. It's called Our Black Party. It doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. We need to get Biden in and hold him accountable. Trump is taking things too far. I think he said that already. Let's see. Okay, yeah. So that was just the end of that. And then he goes on to like basically post the video that he did with Charlemagne the God. Um, and then he also says, we can protest all we want, but to win, we have to build our Black political army. To do that, we have to be trained and organized at our Black party is doing that. 
So that is what Diddy had to say about everything. Um, and I mean, let's keep it real. He was definitely friends with Trump. Okay. I mean, Trump is even, you know, has his arm on his shoulder and shit. They were definitely friends. Okay. At one point in time. And I I feel like at the end of the day, I get it. It's cool. You know, black people should know more as far as politics is concerned. And if he's trying to put his money where his mouth is and start a black political party, I think that's great. But again, the timing. All of these conversations that these celebrities like Ice Cube and Diddy are having, there have literally been people on social media, on YouTube, in the conscious community who have been saying the same thing for years. So why is it now, three weeks before the election, Diddy, Ice Cube, and so many other celebrities are now coming out of the woodwork and saying, we need to do this. We need to demand that. We need to have this. People have been saying this for years on social media, literally four years. You know, I really wish that they would have had this energy while, while even when Obama was in office. It's almost like everybody was so comfortable with seeing a so-called black or biracial face in office that nobody held them to task as far as what black people needed done, you know, for the community. And so that, that allowed Trump to come in and basically say, well, you didn't hold him accountable. You didn't really ask him for shit. So why are you trying to hold me accountable to do stuff? And he has done some things, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say he hasn't with prison reform and, you know, letting people out early and all that stuff. So he has done that for members of the black community. But there's obviously more that needs to be done because everybody's not a criminal. Everybody's not in prison. What about the people like me and you who actually follow the rules? Where do we stand in all of this? So it's going to be very interesting. You know, I'm glad that at least something's being done. At least the conversation is being had. But all I can do is just really sit back and sip tea and watch how everything plays out. I'm not going to go run and give him props for this political party until I see what they're actually doing. Just like what Ice Cube's plan. It sounds good on Twitter, but can this plan be actually implemented? And when you can't even describe the plan and you stop in mid-sentence and just stare at the screen, it makes me kind of nervous. I'm just saying. So, I mean, it's crazy all the stuff that's going on right now. It, it really is. and. Again, to bring it back to Ice Cube, Ice Cube, lower head. To bring it back to the, okay, to bring it back to the Ice Cube situation, right? So to say the Ice Cube, the Diddy, and all these other celebrities that are coming out speaking and being the voice of Black America, once again, it leads me back to the old Malcolm X interview when he was speaking about this. And he was saying in no other community do they have you know, entertainers be their voice. Jackie Chan is not the voice of the Asian community. He's just not, you know. So let me go ahead and refresh your memory for the young people who may have not ever heard Malcolm X's speech. Let me go ahead and share this with you guys really quick because I did um, post it on my desktop. And like I said, this is not to knock any of these men because at least they're trying, you know, I don't want to knock people. I don't have no real solution. You know what I'm saying? But 
I just wish it was done sooner, is what I'm saying. Let me go ahead and pull this up for you guys here. Just told you a little while ago, these leaders that they call leaders, this included Lena Horne, this included Dick Gregory, and this included comedians, comics, trumpet players, baseball players. Show me in the white community where a comedian is a white leader. Show me in the white community where a singer is a white leader, or a dancer or a trumpet player is a white leader. These aren't leaders. These are puppets and clowns that uh, have been set up over the white community and are over the black community by the white community and have been made celebrities and usually say exactly what uh, they know that the white man wants to hear. All right. So you guys just heard what um, Brother Malcolm had to say. And it's so crazy because anytime I go back and I watch some of Malcolm X's speeches, I'm literally looking around in my room like, wait, what? The stuff that he was saying, like, if you really go back and just really study him, everything he was saying back in the 60s still rings true today in 2020. Like the fact that this man was saying that, I don't know, like 40 years ago. And we're still having these same conversations in 2020 is crazy. He was so prolific. It's insane. But it's the truth. Like, where are our black people who are really heavily invested and understand politics, who can go toe to toe, you know what I'm saying, in the political aspect, in the political realm? I'm not that person. And at least I recognize that. I know my, you know, strengths and weaknesses, but neither is Ice Cube. But he's trying to be the political voice, you know what I'm saying, for black folks. We're the real people who study politics. You know, unfortunately, they're they're out there, but because they don't have a platform like a Diddy or a following like an Ice Cube, they kind of get ignored. And I think that's where we have to uplift people like that, you know, who are really invested in that type of stuff where the mainstream media has to be more inviting to them and stop going off of numbers and how big somebody's Instagram following is, because that's all, you know, that's all that's really being done right now. I mean, even Cardi B said it. Why wouldn't Joe Biden meet with her? She has a massive Instagram following. She has a massive social media following. That's cool. But also meet with the people who are well-versed in politics, who can ask real questions, who can hold people's feet to the fire. There's no reason that Joe Biden should have been meeting with Jerry from the damn cheer show on Netflix. What the hell has Jerry done politically besides do cartwheels and, and, and damn molest little kids? Just keeping it real. Man. Honey. It's going to be interesting, y'all. It's going to be very, very interesting. I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous for what's to come. I have no idea who's going to win, but I'm just... 2020 has not felt right all year. And this divide, the anger, you can just feel it when you go out the tension. It's, it's going to be very scary. This is going to be a very scary political climate. It really is. Um, let me go ahead and read some super chats. Um, Ferrari McConey sent 499 says, hey, T, I think Cardi B's divorce was a stunt to deflect from the beef with Candace that was getting intense or a political distraction. That's very interesting. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. 
Um, SA Sin 499 says a lot of divisiveness comes from interracial issues that are valid. Black men treating black women like shit, but we can't focus on the big and small picture. Thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it. Um, Miss Mel says, T, I'm a light-skinned black woman, and thank you for pointing out that we get racism too. Racism is racism, period. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you for the super chat. Yes, we all go through it as a, as a people. It might be different versions of what we go through, but we've all gone through stuff, you know? So I never want to discount anybody's emotions or, you know, the things that they've experienced in life. That's not okay. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Sharnice says, girl, all I heard was crickets from Ice Cube. Laugh my ass off. Love you, T. <laughs> That Ice Cube interview was so cringy. It really was. And then when he tried to overtop Roland, it's like, sir, I'm going to need you to stay in your pay grade. Roland is actually trying to school you. You can't. This isn't a damn rap battle. No, nah, because, you know, I was like, you need to calm down a little bit, sir. <laughs> that interview with Roland Martin was a trip. It was a straight up trip. Um, let's see here. Uh, Bri oh, no, we read that one. Uh, Lacey lately says, girl, I'm glad you said something. These fools are doing all this and people already voted. Shake my head. Love you, T. Right. That is a really good point. The, we talked about this last week. The, the voting ballot boxes are already out there. People have been voting for a while now. So it's like, what is up with this whole bowl tour? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is up with this whole bold political tour? Like, we need people to have been doing all this and, and, and creating all this momentum and energy a year ago, not three weeks before the final election. You know what I'm saying? So thank you for bringing that up, sis. I appreciate it. Um, Shannon G says, hey, T, I'm on break right now, and I have to go back. We are fully booked today. Thank you for stopping through, and thank you for the super chat, sis. Appreciate it. Um, Let's see here. Let's see if I can pronounce this name. Oh, where did it go? It just, oh, I got it. Oh, it just disappeared. I just had it. They're making a really good point, and then it disappeared. Um, Lava Pop sends 20. Lava Pop says, I think what Diddy is trying to do is great and all, but like you said, it's too late. And most people have already made their mind up of who they're voting for. With that being said, lovely T2020. Love you and take care. Thank you so much, Lava Pop. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming through. Yeah, you know, like I said, it's it's the timing for me. I thought it was a good interview. And it was very interesting that he interviewed with Charlemagne, because if you guys know the history of those two, you know, they had their issues for a while. You know, Charlemagne was always accusing Diddy of stuff, you know. So it's very funny to see how much both men have grown. And how much they both come into their own. So I can respect that aspect of it. But again, all of this would have been nice if this was done a few years ago. Because this is not a new conversation. This is not anything that people just woke up and was like, oh my gosh, we need to have our own political party. Oh my God, Black people need to have their voices heard. You know, we need to meet with the president and, and demand change and demand this and that. All of this has been said for years. But see, you notice... Nobody took it seriously because the money was flowing in. I keep telling y'all, a lot of this stuff that we're seeing right now with not just celebrities, but just, you know, everyday regular people, the moves that people are making, the way folks are switching up, 
The bag has stopped. A lot of checks are not being cut in the same way they were being cut a few years ago. See, when the money's flowing, nobody really cares because it's not affecting them. They're in a whole different tax bracket. Because remember, when the money was flowing, it was all about Ciroc and getting drunk and partying and having a good old funky time. But now that the money has slowed down and the people who are consumers of these products that we buy from celebrities, the liquor, the clothing, the hair weaves, the bags, you know, all this stuff that celebrities sell. Now that a lot of that has slowed down and regular people are not getting money in the way that they were getting it before. Well, it's now trickling down and it's affecting them as well. So now it's like we got to come together. We we're all in this together. We need to be a political party. We need to, you know, what I'm saying connect. Well, where was all this connecting two, three and four years ago when the economy was good, when y'all was eating and getting money? So I don't know. I just be seeing through a lot of stuff. Not mad. I think it's a good conversation to have. But it's, it's just it's so late in the game. That's my only issue with it. I think it needs to be done. I think there should be a black, a black political party. And if he can have, if he has the means to create that, then kudos to him. But all I'm saying is that we've had so many scholars before Aditi, before Ice Cube, speaking about this. Dr. Claude Anderson and, and many others. You know, even crazy ass Umar Johnson. <laughs> Donations. Grit money. <laughs> Even his crazy ass was saying this years ago, too, before he went off the damn deep end. I may not rock with him, but I'll give props where props to do. That's all I'm saying. Um, let's see here. Ophelia Gibbs said these celebrities are talking about race wars to get people wilded up. Mm. But what community are they going to fight with? The streets are their. <laughs> Well, what community are they going to fight with? The streets or from their mansions? Mm. Talk about it, sis. He was talking a whole lot about fighting. There's going to be a race war. Black folks ain't having it. White people, if you let Trump into office, it's going to be a war. We're not taking it sitting down. And again, it sounds good. But let's, you know, Diddy is going to send his bodyguards to go fight before he goes out there on the front lines, okay? You know, so it, it sounds good, but you're, you're 100% right. He's not going to be in the streets of Harlem fighting with the regular Harlemites people. You know what I'm saying? The Har- is that what y'all call them? Like Harlemites or Harlemites, something like that. He's not going to be out there in Harlem with the regular folks fighting in the streets. You know, I can't blame him. I'm not saying that he should. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's been a crazy year. Um, let's see here. Diane Diego says, I'm studying for my master's in security policy at George Washington University, but I had to drop out because I couldn't afford the 40 grand a year for school. People that care about politics get discouraged. Wow. I'm sorry to hear that, sis. Thank you so much for coming through and thank you for the super chat. Yeah, you know, like I said, this economy, the whole ushering in of the C-19, it's taken a toll on every facet of life, every facet, from the schools to the food chain to just everything globally. This is a global reset, you know, and people are getting nervous. 
Hence the actions. Hence the people that you would never think would be speaking out are now getting involved in politics. It's just very interesting. I would I would have never. You couldn't have told me as a kid growing up, you know, and and seeing the Ice Cube and and a Diddy that this is where they'd be in 2020. It's very interesting to watch. Misty Blue Sense 10, she says, thank you for the validation of light-skinned folks. Colorism was enacted first in Australia to divide the people within themselves, and it still works today. Thank you so much for the super chat, and you are more than welcome. You know, like I said, I stand by everything I said in my stream. You know, it is what it is. People want to get mad, get in their feelings. Hey, go elsewhere. You know, but um, I think a lot of this stuff runs deep. A lot of this, you know, is is divisive at the end of the day. Look how light Malcolm X was. Very light skinned. I believe his mother was from Granada as well, Grenada. And, you know what I'm saying? And he spoke truth to power. You know, so if, you know what's sad? If Malcolm X was here in 2020, they'd be dragging him. Now that I think about it, he's, he's mixed with the same thing as Amanda Seal. They're both light skinned. They got a parent from Grenada, Grenada, sorry if I'm saying it wrong. And they have an African-American parent. Imagine if we dismiss Malcolm X. The way that we're dismissing Amanda Seals and others. Simply based on their skin tone and their lineage. Mm, think about it. I'm talking about in this day and age. I don't think I'm reaching at all. I'm talking about in this day and age. We're so divisive. Why would he be any different? Let's see here. Beezus Peterson Presley says, I will be voting in person. Thank you so much for the super chat. Um, Satchel Page says, I'm wondering how we forgot that Ice Cube was a part of a group called NWA that was always bringing up social issues. Thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, they brought up a lot of social issues, but they also ushered in a lot of nonsense too. And, you know, unfortunately, yeah, they talked about police brutality. They did keep it real when it came to certain things. But they also, you know, once that music went, well, they didn't have viral back then. But once that music was popularized, the crime rate in Los Angeles skyrocketed. The black on black crime, black men killing each other, the gang violence, a lot of that stuff went up. And that's facts. Um, Let's see here. Rebecca Johnson says that was a powerful statement. Damn. Thank you so much. Um, Diddy so pretty pussy says Diddy is going to be in his mansion safe. <laughs> she says Diddy's gonna be in his mansion safe, dancing around, like take that, take that, take that, take that. <laughs> Y'all are wilding in this chat. Thank you so much for this super chat. <laughs> You know, Ellie out there fighting. He really his magic two-stepping and shit. Take that, take that. <laughs> Y'all are a mess for that. Um, let's see here. BL Sherelle says they would be dragging the F out of Malcolm X for his criminal background and canceling him. Mm, talk about it, sis. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Yes, the way we're so quick to like cancel and dismiss people and just be so divisive. A lot of these leaders wouldn't, a lot of these leaders from back in the day 
would not have made it in 2020. I'm just saying. I'm just keeping it real. Let's see here. Um, a queen play says Diddy has missed. <laughs> Y'all are not here for Diddy. <laughs> Diddy has mismanaged artists' funds into his own pockets for years and thinks he can start a whole political party. Get the fuck out of here. Wrong messenger. <laughs> Thank you, sis. Thank you so much for the super chat. Y'all are not playing with Diddy, honey. They are roasting him. But you're right, though. I mean, like I said, it's just very interesting to see all this being done now. You know, he owes a lot of money, a lot of angry artists, but now he wants to be a political leader. We got to look at people's track records. So you made a really good point with that, sis. Thank you. Um, Carol Melendez says, politics is where the money is. Diddy ain't slick trying to get the bag from somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, this chat is cracking me up. Y'all are not here for Diddy and his black political party. They are calling him out, honey. Um, let's see here. Khadija sent $4.99. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate it. This has been a wonderful stream. It's, I've already been on here for an hour and 12 minutes. I'm going to get ready to get off. But this was a wonderful stream. I want to thank everybody who came out. Um, I just, I feel like it's just, this dialogue could go on and on for hours. And it just goes to show you like everything that's people, you know, that all this stuff that's being affected in 2020, how it's trickling down from the top and how everybody is not being affected, including celebrities. And they're trying to, you know, start things to get people on board, to get people listening. I don't know what's going to happen in November, you guys. All we can do is pray. I know some of y'all are for Trump. Some of y'all are for Joe Biden. It's not for me to tell people, you know, who they need to vote for, who they need to stand with. That is your business. Because remember, everybody did that shit four years ago. And what happened? Everybody was online screaming. Swearing up and down, they wasn't voting for Trump. And they was, you know, Team Hillary. And what happened? So I don't believe shit people say on social media. All that, oh, you need to, whatever. Okay, so I don't, I don't go off of what people say on social media anymore. Because people will say one thing on social media, but then do a whole nother. All I can say is whoever gets into the president's seat, I just hope that the country just doesn't go into just utter chaos. Because at this point, it doesn't matter if it's Joe or Trump. I feel like there's going to be just it's it's going to be something crazy in this country. It is. It's just sad. But yeah, on that note, you guys, this has been a really good stream. Let me see here. Um, Marlon Harrison says, I wish some of these people would think locally before nationally when it comes to voting and policies. That is a really good point, because a lot of the, the changes happen locally first. A lot of the changes that affect regular people happen in your particular jurisdiction, your particular city, not so much nationally. So that was a really good point. So thank you so much for that super chat. Um, Elise N says, I'm here sipping tea, recovering from surgery. You're keeping me entertained. Thanks for always keeping it real. God bless. Thank you so much. And I hope you recover fast and swiftly and that everything ends up being okay. Thank you for coming through. I appreciate it. Um, let's see here. 
Bree Monroe sent five. She says, hey, T, just received my You Can't Sit With Us sweater, and I love it. It's soft on the inside. Love you, T. Thank you for being you. You are more than welcome. I'm so glad that you got your sweater and that you love it. I am working on the Blocky Anna merchandise, so I contacted my designer, so hopefully I'll hear from her soon, but we are working on that since people have been asking for a Blocky Anna shirt, so we're working on a new a Blocky Anna character. As you know, honey, my block button is strong. <laughs> At least I'm honest with it. You know, that's the difference between me and other people. People act like they're so unbothered. Oh, I don't block people. All these bitches block people. You you say the wrong thing. Everybody blocks, especially if you're not in the mood to hear no BS. Everybody blocks everybody, period. Especially if you're on social media. I'm just honest with it, and I don't care. And it's funny to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't wait till that shirt gets designed. Um, Tierra Best and Five, she says, thank you, T, for being unbiased as always. People need to stop looking towards their leaders and start thinking for themselves. Do your own research. Amen. Amen. You have to do your own research, especially when it comes to like people who are making decisions on our lives. You know, everything from, you know, jail sentencing, tickets, taxes that you'll pay on your home and things like that. So you have to research people. You have to know these candidates. And like Marlon says, it definitely starts with like with the local constituents, not just the national. We focus so much on the presidential, but we forget that, you know, we need to also know who our mayors and Congress people are and things like that. So thank you for the super chat. Um, Nakia Cole says, thank you for always keeping it real. Thank you so much for the $24.99. I appreciate it. So you guys, on that note, yep, I've been on here for an hour and 16 minutes. I'm going to go ahead and end the stream. Um, there will be no timestamps. Watch the full show and enjoy, okay? Thank you. All right, talk to you guys later. Have a good evening. Bye.